1: Hello and welcome back to Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call for callers in Wisconsin. Our Lake Geneva phone number is 262-729-4128. And for callers in Illinois, our number is 815-331-8096. That's our McHenry, Illinois office. And our website is available at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. That's K-R-A-M-E-R. And while at the website, click on the, the media library tab followed by the radio tab. And you can see the past couple of podcasts that we've done. Subscribers to Apple Podcasts and Spotify can see all of our past podcasts. Uh, don't, reach out, don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or if you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting. We're here to help. So back in the early part of spring, we um, after that rough February that we went through this year, it just made me smile knowing that spring's on the horizon. And then looking outside and as I'm walking my dog, I could see, you know, gardeners, people getting ready to plant their garden. And, uh, you know, it kind of put a smile on my face and seeing all those gardeners getting ready for the months ahead got me to thinking about hard work and the growth and cultivation that goes into gardening. It then also occurred to me those three phases of gardening could be applied towards your financial situation. So with a little hard work, you may be able to transform your financial plan into something that continues to grow as you carefully cultivate it. But before we get in, we put on our gloves and start digging into the financial soil, let me introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today?
0: Well, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing good. Love the puns and the analogy there. We're going to put on our gloves and start digging in the financial soil. Look at you, quite the wordsmith today, (laughs) Jim. I love it. Thank you. And that's what I call an introduction and a great show topic for today. I think this is going to be a great one. I've been great. I've had a good week. I've been really busy. I've been redoing our uh, backyard and doing some landscaping, uh, digging out these areas and putting soil down, planting seeds. And I found out through this whole process uh, working last weekend that I'm a, I am have an allergy that I didn't know about. What's and, that? Uh, I'm allergic to manual labor. <laughs> I found out that I'm allergic to hard work. How about that? Uh radio show co host, not landscaper, I think is the lesson I learned. Yeah, but a lot uh, no, of work. I I got it done. I just a little sore this week. How about you? How have you been?
1: I had a great weekend. It was a Mother's Day weekend, so um saw some family. It was it was a lot of fun. And it's it's some cooler yeah. weather. And I'd like it to be warmer, Tony, but it just felt nice outside. So even yeah. though a little brisk, it was still comfortable enough to sit outside with a jacket. Sure.
0: Well, and I think you've, see, you've picked the perfect time of year to talk about growing a quote unquote financial garden. And and like you, Jim, I've seen people coming out of uh, those big box stores and the hardware stores with tons of gardening supplies. And I think even for folks who don't garden themselves, seeing seed pack, you know, seed packets and hanging baskets for sale, that's the strongest sign yet that blue skies and warm breezes are on the way, right?
1: Yeah, I'm right with you there. Tony. So to begin with, we focus on growing the kind of financial garden that provides you with income in retirement. So think of it as canning your summer grown fruits and vegetables to get you through the winter months. So a recent Motley Fool article, eight strategies for retirement income is some really good insight, I think would certainly help you grow your financial garden that may help sustain you through retirement. So the first retirement income seed you may want to plant in your financial garden is a bucket strategy. Now, this strategy consists of three different buckets. The first is the emergency fund and the cash that you expect to spend within a short time period after retirement on things like living expenses and major necessary purchases. These funds should be liquid so you can have ready access whenever those situations come up.
0: Yeah, that's that seems pretty straightforward, a uh, bucket 1, that that's easy. So what's in bucket 2 though?
1: All right, the second bucket needs to hold a bit more than the first bucket because you, it's intended for money you're likely to need in the next 3 to 10 years after retirement. So working with your financial services professional, you may place some of the money In investment options that fit this time horizon, essentially as your first bucket empties, you should be able to turn on bucket two to help you sustain, get you sustained through a good part of your retirement.
0: Okay, so if I'm following the patterns correctly here, bucket three is going to be for the resources you intend to let your, you know, just let sit for a while, knowing they'll be there in the future when you need them.
1: Uh, Great point, Tony. You win the golden pruning shears. (laughs) We're just winging out the gardening examples. I'm
0: going to hold you to that.
1: So the third bucket needs to be the biggest one in the tool shed because it's designed for the money you intend to touch for a decade or more in retirement. So this is long-term money. Many financial services professionals advocate placing bucket three money in assets with growth potential. Although everybody's unique in that regard with how we invest their money.
0: Right, yeah, and that is is interesting. And I'm glad you uh, referenced uh, financial services professionals early in the show because it occurs to me uh, gardens uh, of the traditional and financial variety can be a lot of work. So uh, just like you'd recruit somebody to help you weed or vegetable your garden, Why not work with a financial services professional to make sure your financial garden is healthy and growing in a sustainable way?
1: That's true, and that's an honest, honestly a good way to look at that. Systematic withdrawals are the next way to tend to a financial garden that can help see you through retirement. So with this method, you take a percentage of your assets during the first year of retirement and then increase the amount just slightly in subsequent years due to cost of living adjustments so for many, limiting withdrawals to four percent of a nest egg is pretty common.
0: Right. And I've read a, a bit about systematic withdrawals, particularly that four percent rule that you just referenced. And I, I you know, for some it may be a solid strategy, but I know there are drawbacks and everybody's situation is different, correct?
1: Right. So the 4% rule makes the assumption about two things, how your investments will will perform in the future and how long your retirement will last. As we all know, predictions are far from a guarantee. Depending on what happens, you may be able to, you might have to shrink the percentage you're able to take out of your nest egg. And on the other hand, you may be able to bump it up quite a bit depending upon circumstances.
0: Right. And so obviously that's, That's something that, you know, if your financial garden is just like a regular garden, you can do all the due diligence in the world, but it is impossible to know when a storm's going to come along and wipe out half your crop, isn't
1: it? That's right. Exactly. And that's why both your financial and traditional gardens need to be nimble and diverse. So you wouldn't spend all spring and summer growing just one vegetable. You grow a variety of items to increase your odds of success. Well, that's the same idea that applies towards your financial strategy.
0: Yeah, good point. And I I love it. On today's show, you've taken inspiration from all those green thumbs out there who are beginning the time-honored tradition of, you know, planting seeds and planting gardens, getting plants, working on the lawn, uh, and comparing it to how you can grow your financial garden. And this has been a lot of fun. Uh, What do you have for us next? Yeah,
1: that's not a bad way to put it at all, Tony. Another component in your financial garden is social security. The objective is to maximize Social Security, and there's a bit of science to it. First, how much Social Security you receive each month is determined by when you begin claiming. The current full retirement age is between age 66 and age 67, depending on your birthday. So starting your Social Security clock early means your monthly check is going to be smaller. So let's say you begin filing at 62, the earliest age allowable. If your full retirement age is 67, you're going to get 70% of what would have been your full allotment. And if your full retirement age is 66, you'll get 75% of what would have been your full Social Security benefit. Now, conversely, if your full retirement age is 67 and you work until 70, you'll receive 124% of your full Social Security benefit. If your full retirement age is age 66, and you work till 70, you'll receive 132% of your full Social Security benefits. So I threw a lot of numbers out there. But the whole point is, if we live to average life expectancy, it tends to work in favor of those who delay taking Social Security until at least you get to that full retirement
0: age. Right. Yeah, that is key right there. And when it comes to your financial garden, Social Security is one of those crops you want to plant at just the right time So you want to work with someone like yourself, Jim, a financial services professional. And I know you have a social security maximization report that you can run for people to help them know exactly what their personal sweet spot is as far as when to file.
1: Exactly. I've been doing that for my clients for years, and I do financial seminars as well, Tony, and people can come to my office and I can give them a free report just to help give them some good guidance on what to do with regard to a program that is significant for many Americans. So gardens are one of those things that are entirely dependent upon the weather. So if you live in a colder climate, such as such as uh, both of us here, Tony, or in an area with four seasons, or um, an area that's warmer. You know, you're going to be treating those gardens differently, and it's much the same with your financial plan. Uh, everybody's situation is more personalized. There's no one-size-fits-all strategy for retirement. And whenever I meet with people, I sit down, I get to know them. I want to figure out what's their goals, their objectives, their time horizon. Uh, what's their comfort zone with risk as far as their investments go. We tend to get more conservative as we get older with our money. We don't want to lose it. But then again, everybody's different in that regard. And so while the climate with gardening depends upon where you live, the same rules to a degree apply with financial strategies. Everybody's got a unique circumstance and it should be be treated that way.
0: Right. Exactly. And I think that's really important. And I know A fair number of folks who are retired, and I'm struck by how many of them, you know, work during the week. You know, they work a few days a week, and to your point, almost none of them do it because they need the money. They do it to get out of the house and to socialize and to stay active.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, a traditional garden and a financial garden can both be be terrific ways to spend time around some of your favorite people. Another potentially strong seed for your financial garden is tax efficiency. Remember, taxes don't stop when you retire. You'll have to fork over taxes on your tax-deferred retirement plans. And on the flip side, you don't have to pay taxes on Roth IRAs or Roth 401k distributions as long as you've had that account for at least five years and you've obtained the age of 59 and a half.
0: Right, there you go. And there's that 59 and a half Rule again. Yes. I love our government. They couldn't have said 60 or 59. <laughs> they had to complicate the math, right? They make they make it
1: very complicated. And regarding and just to add on to taxes, we might be seeing some tax increases in the future. So
0: well, we might. Did you say might
1: I, I would say the odds are pretty strong here, Tony? And I like yeah. the way you just said no, Jim, of course it's gonna happen. Well, that's yeah. why you want to work with a good financial services professional that yeah. can give you some proactive advice on what we could do with our investment dollars to help minimize the impact.
0: Yeah. I mean, in taxes, if ever there was a reason to cultivate a financial garden with the help of someone like yourself, uh, this is a good one.
1: Yes, exactly. And in retirement, you may be able to shrink your taxes by keeping a sharp eye on your income tax bracket each year and by leaning on more Roth savings. Now, that Roth IRA is tax-free money, and that could be a useful tool in retirement for uh, many retirees. And more than ever, especially when they're talking about tax increases.
0: Well, you're right, Jim, and for many of us, you know, getting out those garden tools and digging into a tax strategy is about as much fun as stubbing a toe in the middle of the night, Uh, but it can pay big dividends, I guess.
1: Uh, You're absolutely right, Tony. As you work on your tax strategy, keep an eye on required minimum distributions that often begin when you turn age 72 because you could face penalties if you don't take the right amount or at least the minimum amount out each year.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's true. So I think that's really important. And, you know, as you work on your tax strategy, you need to, um, you know, think of these things and work with a professional like yourself. And this is the time of year that people head out into that garden and they begin that process of growing their favorite fruits, vegetables, flowers. Uh, I like herbs and spices. I like a little cilantro in the garden because I love to, I love to eat it. it. Yeah, me too. So, you know, what do you have for us next?
1: Okay. So during our first two segments we talked about today, Tony, we talked about growing a financial garden that provides you with income during retirement. By the time you're kicking your feet up, hopefully, and enjoying retirement, chances are that you already know your way around with your financial garden. But what about folks who are always wanting to plant a financial garden, but aren't sure where to begin? Let's call them green thumb greenhorns. Uh, A recent CNBC article, Personal Finance 101, The Complete Guide to Managing Your Money, has some very good advice for those individuals. The first step is to both set short-term and long-term goals. Sounds simple, right? But even the simplest steps require discipline, hard work. Uh, A solid short-term goal may be able to build an emergency fund that can cover a minimum, should be at least a minimum of three months of living expenses. And a reasonable long-term goal may be able to save a solid chunk of money for a down payment on a house or for retirement. One thing Thing, though to jot down your goals. And it's another thing to stick to it. So for a financial garden, there is that hard work. And if you're really wanting to make sure that that retirement happens for you in a meaningful way, you've got to you know pull up your sleeves and get to that work. It's hard work in, in anything that's rewarding in life.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a great point. And let me just add that if you're turning the soil over in your uh, you know, financial garden, so to speak, it's imperative that you work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional. I, I can't harp on that enough because they're going to know every financial gardening tip and trick in the book.
1: That's right. Um, it's 100% right, Tony. So the article's next step for financial gardening rookies is to create a budget. Again, a pretty common sense type of thing to do, but I'm confident you'd be shocked by a number of people who come into my office, Tony, who never sat down at the kitchen table and hammered out a a comprehensive budget. One easy budgeting seed for your retirement garden is the 50-30-20 method. Now, in this budget, you spend 50% of your after-tax income on essentials like rent, food, and your vehicle. Then you spend 30% on things like your phone, Internet, streaming services. Finally, the remaining 20% is earmarked for your emergency fund, retirement savings, and saving for big ticket items like a new car or a house. If you can stay to that 50 30 20 method, you're increasing your odds of success significantly.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. I I like that. I hadn't heard about that. That's a really great idea. And, you know, when we plant that traditional garden, you have to use the right seeds at the right time. Keep a close eye on the progress, worry about how much water or sun it gets. So it seems to me that building a budget for your financial garden is a lot the same.
1: Absolutely. So this same article recommends unburdening yourself from credit card debt, which is stifling so many Americans these days. Right.
0: That's kind of a a, a no doubt. (laughs) Yes. And and that's
1: that's the key. If you want to have a successful retirement right there is is getting rid of a lot of that high interest debt. And with regard to traditional gardening, gardening, back to the gardening Uh, discussion artichokes are considered to be one of the most difficult vegetables to grow they require a lot of attention and a lot of work and that means less time for your tomatoes strawberries and flowers it's much the same with credit card debt in your financial garden if you're spending much of your time and energy dealing with credit card payments you're naturally going to neglect other parts of your financial garden which is probably going to be in the savings area won't be enough for that and that's critical
0: yeah well, and a credit card strategy is yet another great reason to work with someone like yourself. And I know a lot of people who are embarrassed about credit card debt, but so many people have it nowadays. I mean, uh, and you've seen it all yeah, as a financial services professional. There's no reason to feel that way. When you sit down and talk to people, you've already seen it all. You're not judging anyone. You're just going to look at where they're at and how to uh, get them ahead from that whatever point they're at. And, uh, you know, uh, you've seen a lot and I are have. like in that, that's why you have the answers they need.
1: Uh, very true, Tony. And I've been doing seminars for about 13 years. And there's people from all different economic stratospheres who come to my office. And I, I provide free consultation from that seminar to my office. And often when we run into these situations, I can try to help, you know, give them some guidance. We specifically talk often about the 50, 30, 20 approach that I just spoke about and how to get them back on track and, you know, whether we do business or not, the main thing I want to do from these uh, meetings is make sure I help them measurably in some way. Um, So regarding your retirement, if, if let's assume it's decades in the future and it's, there's still time to drop your retirement seeds into the soil you know, it's still talking about the gardening. It's commonly advised at age 35 that you should have a retirement account balance that's roughly equal to two times your salary. At age 50, the goal should be to have six times your salary socked away in a retirement account. And finally, when you hit your 60s, you should have 10 times your salary squirreled away. Now that's just a ballpark number that we use in general, but everybody's different. Their income needs, uh, there's so many other factors that go into
0: this. Yeah, I got to sharpen my pencil here. I might have to use the eraser. I'm trying to I know, I just threw out a lot of numbers at you. (laughs) Hey, do the calculation right now. Am I on track? So what are some of the best ways our listeners out there can reach these savings goals?
1: Okay, there's a number of great savings seeds that you can utilize. If your employer offers a 401k or a 403b, make sure you're doing what you need to to get the company match. Make sure you get the full company match that's offered. So you have to contribute enough to get all of that money from the employer. And don't forget everyone with earned income can funnel additional money into an IRA. With traditional 401Ks and 403Bs, you get an immediate tax break because the amount you contribute reduces how much you have to pay for taxes in that same tax year. Traditional IRAs also come with this tax break depending on your income. And when you take your eventual withdrawals from these accounts, you'll owe income taxes. And on the other side is the Roth 401k and and Roth IRAs. And they provide tax breaks in retirement because your contributions that you made were with after-tax dollars. So you didn't get a tax break on what you contributed, but, all of that growth hopefully that happens in that roth ira the more it grows the more money you can pull out you don't, you won't pay any taxes on that money so for many people the roth ira can be a great way to invest in retirement especially if the government is raising your taxes
0: yeah yeah those tax-free withdrawals are great well this has been another great show is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up today
1: well we've covered a lot of ideas today and speaking of the topic of gardening, we threw out a lot of puns today, Tony, you and I, <laughs> but I'd like to encourage some good, everyone. Some yeah, bad. Exactly. You know, some some were okay. Um, I'd like to encourage everyone to visit my website at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com or you can call my offices in Wisconsin or Lake Geneva. Office is 262-729-4128 in McHenry, Illinois. Our Illinois callers can call 815-331-8096. We're here to help. Um, If you want, want to just come in for a free consultation, feel free to know that we're not a pressure organization. We want to make sure that you feel comfortable, and I'm here to help as well as our staff.
0: All right, that sounds great, Jim. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at kramerfinancialtalk.com.